So you're going to meditate on wisdom. Let that be clear in your mind. And know why you want to meditate on wisdom. Let that also be clear in your mind. Meditating on wisdom help your life as it is. I will help you with your ultimate aim. And let that become a strong determination. Holding on to this determination, make the body become cooperative, make the breath become cooperative, make the mind cooperate. So check the posture, make sure it's conducive for this meditation, that you won't need to consciously hold it in place. It will stay where you leave it comfortably and very firm. Check the legs, check the hands, make sure the elbows are not too close nor too far from the body, shoulders are relaxed, your back naturally straight, comfortable, stable, head and neck centered. You're not holding them from falling forward, nor to the sides, nor backwards. Mouth, teeth, tongue, just resting in their natural places. The eyes conducive for you. Open might be conducive for you. Close might be conducive for you. Or half opened. Already begin to feel the sense of ease descending upon the body. And let that be your boat, your vessel taking you to deep levels of meditation. Then gently bring your awareness to the breath. No worries about controlling it. No worries about forcing the mind to focus on the breath. You're not even concerned about distractions. You're not trying to push them away, you're not trying to chase any. Your only concern is awareness of the breath and whatever level of awareness exists that is exactly where you need to be. Breathing out, know you are breathing out. Breathing in, know you are breathing in part of the posture in place 
And if you need to make adjustments, staying aware of the breath as much as you <coughs> can, make the adjustments. Then you feel a sense of confidence in the posture itself, the stability and its comfort gives you that confidence and the sense of ease is your gauge it's now either deeper or it's not disturbed then go back again to just awareness of the breath you're not trying to control it you're not trying to force the mind to focus on it distractions are not a worry for you you don't worry about them whether they are present or absent breathing out know you're breathing out follow the mind follow your awareness staying aware of the breath knowing the out breath breathing in know you're breathing in follow the awareness knowing you're breathing in again out breath comes follow the awareness knowing out breath in this way try to keep the continuity of the awareness unbroken while you follow 21 cycles of breath
continue to be aware of the sense of ease. <coughs> Let it continue seeking its depth. <coughs> and staying wherever the sense of ease brings you into the space in front of you. At the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length distance from you. Again, thinking of the reason why you're meditating. Asking how will you get to that goal? What will guide you? Who will guide you? What can guarantee that you will reach there? And feel yourself in the presence of a bright being, a bright presence your teacher, your guide to that goal, appearing in a form made entirely of light, and rehearsing your mind what this presence signifies. This is your guarantee, your infallible guide, your perfect protector. And find within you that measure of conviction that it is that you are indeed in the presence of this perfect guide who is appearing now to guide you to your goal holding on to that measure of conviction in your mind show your reverence prostrate Again, recalling that you are in the presence of what is for you the means to achieve your goal, the guarantee to achieve your goal. Have a sense of gratitude. Make offerings. Think of the things that makes you happy, whether they are things you own, things no one owns, or things which exist in your imagination. from either manifest or hidden guilt, dysfunctional guilt. Admit your faults. Admit the actions you may have committed under their influence. Intelligently knowing that these are the cause of the very obstacles you are experiencing, have experienced and will experience, that you are somewhat powerless because of the force of habit. Return to the strength of the teacher, the teaching, and the result 
seeking protection and strength. to your own capacity, make a promise to restrain in the future. It could be for a moment, depending on the force of the habit, it could be a day, whatever your capacity. And then make a promise to do something to that would be as a makeup. And by doing this makeup, the result of this makeup, this action of this makeup, will counter the effect for future experiences. sense of ease so you can maintain it is it the same when you started is it deeper just be aware of where it is and make that the foundation or the point from where you will meditate this ever deepening sense of ease And from that state, let your heart embrace all beings, consider their conditions, conditions which are similar to yours, the same or different, conditions that share the quality of being unwanted. And let your compassion embrace them. Let your love embrace them. And then, in this embrace of love and compassion, turn your mind again to the teacher, the embodiment of the result that you seek. While because you're holding sentient beings with such embrace, now that you are looking at the teacher, you feel connected to all enlightened beings. Then ask all these enlightened beings, please teach, teach how to truly end pain, how to find true happiness. And also ask them to stay with beings. until they are truly free, truly happy.
to dedicate their power to help you with this meditation. teacher to the top of your head, out of the aspiration to be closer to your goal, to the teacher, then feel that bright presence above your head, facing the same direction as you are, feel yourself bathing with the light coming from the teacher. and make strong wishes to be free of your obstacles to this meditation. Make strong wishes to realize, to get closer to your realizations. While you're feeling your... to become inseparable. You yearn to become inseparable. And by the power of your aspiration, the form dissolves into a point of light. See and feel it descend through the crown of your head. See and feel it merging with your mind at your heart center. And find that affirmation that measure of an affirmation that you have become inseparable with the teacher and hold on to it for as long as you can. Slowly become aware of the body once more.
thank you very much for staying, and we're sorry to make you stay for so long. Uh, well, it's time to go. Uh, I'll try to be quick. (laughs) Go ahead, laugh, and I'm just funny. (laughs) uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about, uh, just a little bit more, I'm not going to talk too much about uh, what we talked about a little bit last time about uh, when you're ugly being uh, not directly absorbed in the direct perception of, of the true nature of reality, but you're just trying to intellectually get to un- un- understand it. Then you start running out of objects to, to analyze. First you analyze the self, then you have somewhat of an idea what that means to be selfless along that regard. Then you start going to other, then you start, you know, analyze, okay, another person, then you start thinking about inanimate objects. Then you, then your objects, list of objects gets longer and longer until you, you know, start running out of, you know, uh, gross objects. Then you go to subtle objects until you finally get to, you know, is emptiness empty? How is emptiness empty? Is time empty? How is time empty? Is space empty? How is space empty? <laughs> okay. So you start going to all those goals, those um, those uh, different topics to to analyze. But all this is being done analytically. All this being done, uh, I mean, intellectually. And once you feel that you you sort of like run out of uh, uh, categories of things to analyze, then your meditation starts to get a bit boring because you already did the eye, you know, a long time ago. You did space, you did the emptiness, you did all those things. And you don't feel that you are actually any closer to what that marvelous realization realization that they're, they're describing in the book. So, what are you doing wrong? So, before you, and then you move down to the other objects. Before you move down to the other objects, do you have to consciously know that you're not, you're not leaving because you realize that the eye is empty. Okay. All this is just exercise to get a, a deeper understanding of what emptiness means. Okay? If you don't do that consciously, then when you move on to the next object, it will be as if somewhere in your mind you think that you know what, you, 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 you realize that the eye is empty. You haven't, you haven't done no such thing. Okay? And then when you keep on moving, and then when you've exhausted all the categories of things, now you know how the very subjective experience of directly perceiving emptiness, how that subjective experience is empty of inanimate existence, then you have nothing else left. Because you, you left the emptiness of emptiness, of, no, you left that a long time ago, way behind. Okay? Now you're into you know, very subtle construct, very subtle uh, 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 thoughts. And when you've exhausted that, there's nothing else for you to analyze, to, to say, oh, that's empty, that's empty then wisdom meditation become a very boring thing. What, what, what should you do then? You have to go back to why did you start this uh, adventure in the first place? Was it just to get uh, to be able to you know, write a thesis on it or was it just to, to be able to be satisfied that you, you know, uh, sometimes we do like to do you know, mental tricks, mental gymnastics, okay, I've gone from subject A to subject Z 
and not now understand that the reason that there are more categories than just meditating on yourself being empty is because at an unconscious level the mind's habit at grasping at inert existence is still functioning even though you may directly perceive that you are empty I mean directly perceive that and just intellectually understand it that 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 unconscious uh, habit may still be going on it may say oh yeah I am empty but that's that's not empty of course you're not going to say it to yourself it's not going to appear in your mind in any uh, conscious way but you have to then you go to the to the list of categories and then and then the same thing you did with the I with the self with the person you have to do the very same thing with the other objects, with other categories of objects, directly see that they are empty. And the meditation is no different than when you, uh, when you were meditating on, on the self and finding the, the, uh, the, uh, the emptiness of the person. It's taking the object and then looking at it and then, and then finding within you the sense that it exists and then proving it and seeking to, and looking to prove it. So, Perhaps we got bored with meditating on the person and we wanted to your mind to analyze it. Okay. And, and what is the analysis? Looking, seeking to prove that it exists the way it is appearing to exist. You're not... Sometimes you might even be doing the, the meditation in the sense of going from one category to the next sort of like looking for, the em- looking for a positive emptiness. You didn't find the... Po- oh, you're here. <laughs> you didn't find the positive... You didn't find the positive... You're here too. <laughs> you didn't find the positive emptiness with the eye. Right? So you thought maybe there was something... You didn't do the meditation correctly. Uh, maybe if you had a more, you know, more sophisticated object to analyze, then you will find that positive sense of, ne- of emptiness. <coughs> then that's when you take on the other sophisticated seemingly object to analyze. And you think that perhaps the analysis has to be a bit more sophisticated. Then you take on a different uh, form of analyzing. And what you're doing, if it's not merely for the sake of really deepening your intellectual understanding of of what it means to to be empty, you're wasting your time as far as seeking a closer closer, closer, getting closer and closer and closer to directly perceiving emptiness is concerned. You're wasting your time. Because you're starting to build up the momentum with something and you drop the momentum when you pick up a different object, a different form of analysis. Of course, your, your intellectual understanding may deepen a little bit, but as far as getting closer to seeing emptiness directly is concerned, you, you sort of like started the momentum, you, you uh, realize. Okay. So, <coughs> whether the object you're analyzing is the subjective experience directly perceiving emptiness looking at the emptiness of that or whether you're looking at the, the emptiness of the person it's the same meditation it's the same analysis okay? it doesn't change and after you become an Arya with, with seeing your, the, 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 the emptiness of the person, 
then you refine your 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 meditation, you refine your wisdom, not me, not in the sense of seeking a different positive kind of, of, of emptiness, but you're undermining, un, undoing the ha- the 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 this sort of like undercurrent or uh, whatever it, un- unconscious habit of grasping at self-existence that is still happening. Okay, you want to undermine that. That's why. You, that's when. That's why you now it becomes a, uh, uh, your duty to pick more sophisticated objects. Okay. And you're and when you're reading about about it, you're told that the emptiness that you find when you're meditating on the person is the same emptiness when you when you're looking at you no know, when you're analyzing the emptiness of emptiness, for example. Okay. It's the same. Thank you. Something that can be extracted from existence, so you can look at it separately. The mind seems to form that form that uh, uh, conclusion, and actually, it's because of this seeming extraction. That's why all those beautiful schools come up, looking at the thing that you extracted. What is what is it really? What does it look like? What is it? Let me ask you this question. Besides the conventional, you have conventional truth, ultimate truth. So besides conventional objects, what else exists? Nothing. Nothing. So there's no such thing as an existing ultimate object. The ultimate is describing the conventional. It's describing what it is. Okay? And then the sophisticated the sophistication of the of the of the meditation or the the search for a sophisticated object may, uh, may, may end up being what does the Buddha see? What does the Buddha do Buddha see conventional objects? And that's a big debate between schools among schools. Do Buddha sees do Buddha see conventional objects? If they do how do how does conventional objects how do conventional objects appear to the Buddha? Then you go into this kind of fantasy. So it's the same thing as trying to find out, you know. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> 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 Let's just take a speculation. Do Buddhas see conventional objects? Yes. Yes. Oh wow. We've been teaching. <laughs> <laughs> And when they see a conventional object, do they how well do how do they see it? What do they see? Do they see it directly or indirectly? They see it directly. But they know it's in Okay. Well you're getting sophisticated here. <laughs> okay. So when your meditation on wisdom end up being thinking about what do Buddha see? And then going into that as if you're going to a Buddha's mind, <laughs> going into a <laughs> Buddha's mind, and, and and say, okay, oh, okay, this is what Buddha see, okay, like, doing that kind of stuff, it's speculation, okay. You, you, you're not you're not doing wisdom meditation. I mean, it might, it might be classified as wisdom, some sort of wisdom, but it's not the wisdom that's supposed to transform you, okay. The emptiness that you see or the conclusion 
that is the that we call emptiness that you arrive at when you're looking at what what what's here that trans- that this is what transforms you okay what's what's going to transform uh, it's not somehow keep saying Buddhas don't see conventional things if you think Buddhas have to see conventional things otherwise then your faith is stronger by doing that okay see Buddhas see conventional things okay so as just for the sake of your faith you know choose whichever one helps you're not going to know until you're a Buddha okay (laughs) (laughs) remember I've told you before what is the what is the the most uh, uh, poignant poignant realization of someone who's just about to become a Buddha Oh, wow. How much more Buddha knows than they do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. I have no idea what this thing Buddha is. They're just about to become a Buddha. Right? I mean, they should be telling you what Buddha see. Like, they spend eons, you know, thinking about it. <laughs> and finally they realize that I have no idea what this guy sees. <laughs> okay. Maybe finally they say, I mean, let me stop speculating. Let me become a Buddha, then I'll know. <laughs> okay. Right, so when when you're now uh, reach the point where you need to look at the emptiness of emptiness, okay? Because you you really exhausted those other categories, and and you you've seen. Uh, you, you, you've had the direct experience that they are empty and the unconscious grasping to their self-existence is completely gone as far as uh, the intellectual form of it is concerned. God, well, not thinking that, but let's say you got it. <laughs> whether, whether or not you in, have intellectually really grasped the idea that emptiness is empty, but unconsciously you're, you may be you are grasping, I'm not going to say you may be, you are grasping at self-existence of emptiness. Okay? Now you need to bring emptiness as an object in front of your mind, the same way you brought the me as an object and analyze it. You have to bring the me, you have to bring uh, emptiness as an object and then analyze it. Now that's a, that's a sophisticated meditation. Why? Can you extract emptiness no. to look at it? No. no. You can only talk about emptiness only in relation to what exists. What is empty? Those things that, that mm-hmm. exist, they are empty. How can they yeah, that's a very sophisticated uh, analysis, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> well, it is the mind trying to when you're not you're not quite there yet, and you want to sort of like uh, abstract, do abstract, uh, do abstractions on it is that, it is ultimate, it is conventional, it's blue, it's red. <laughs> okay, and then. Someone else who's in the same school of or same uh, 
same level as you are, you know, speculating on what that is, of course disagrees with you, because for them it seems to be that way. For them it seems to be this way. And it says so right there, they're quoting the, 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 the sutras, the Buddha says ultimate reality is this, 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 this. But the other one says, oh, but the Buddha said this, here, 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 here. So it seems to them that the Buddha is saying different things. And I refuse, personally, <laughs> I refuse to, to accept that the Buddha ever contradicted himself. For me personally, for my own faith, <laughs> if the Buddha ever contradicted himself, he's no longer a Buddha. Okay. To me personally. So no matter how uh, sophisticated or how convincing the argument may be that the Buddha was, co- was skillfully contradictory, it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, what's it, bode? I'm trying to use that term, I've never used it. Bode well with me, is that the word? Mm-hmm. It doesn't bode well with me. <laughs> okay. What does that mean with bode? I just use it, I have no idea. It seems correct. It's to pre-configure ominously. Whoa, that's even more difficult. Than <laughs> 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 okay. They agree that everything is empty. But when they're looking at emptiness itself, then that's where they have the different opinions. And the problem begins by looking at emptiness itself. Okay. I mean, you have to look at it one day, but in the, in the start of looking at it, in the very process of looking at it, it seems that you're looking at some, something other than, you know, some other phenomena. And your mind might go into the habit of making it into some positive thing, some positive object. And then when you make it a positive object, then you have to describe its characteristics. Is it blue? Does it feel nice? <laughs> you know? All those kinds of things. Is emptiness blissful? Is emptiness blissful? Yes. No. Emptiness is blissful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you said it's just the absence. So it doesn't have any characteristics. Yeah, it doesn't have any characteristics. But when you're looking, when you're trying to understand it, then that's when, you know, it's like the, in order for the mind to look at something, it, that thing must have characteristics. If there, if there aren't characteristics, the mind will give it some characteristics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so be careful when you get to that. When you get to that, when you're thinking about emptiness, go back to the beginning. It's, it's what you're going through. It's your suffering. It's the happiness that you're looking forward to. These are the things that are empty. Okay. All right. Wow. You did well today. <laughs> now it's 8.37. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, really gone over now. <laughs> and I said I wasn't going to talk for too long. But then again, uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and if you want to have fun with the sophisticated object of, of, uh, you know, of subtle objects like emptiness while you're analyzing it, you have to have, this, it's the same experience. The same way you brought forth the sense of I, you have to bring forth the sense of emptiness. Okay? And what it is. And then analyze it. 
By that you mean what you think it is. Yeah, what you think it is. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't understand if we find that an object is empty, what is the purpose to find if emptiness is empty? What is the purpose? Because as soon as the mind say even say something, the unconscious habit place a uh, grab onto that with self-existent attributes. Remember the 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 reason the the true reason for looking or do seeking the direct to see directly that emptiness is empty is to is because of the uh, undercurrent under unconscious habit of grasping that you that you're trying to stop trying to cut. Okay. T is not as powerful as the emptiness when you see the emptiness of emptiness. That's not the reason. Okay. I mean, intellectually, it might be, you know, a bit more interesting, but as far as, I mean, the emptiness that you arrive at, the emptiness that you arrive at when you look at the emptiness of self, emptiness, and the emptiness that you arrive at when you're looking at the emptiness of that you think the emptiness is, it's the same emptiness. Okay? It doesn't change. It doesn't become more profound. Okay. All right? Okay. <laughs> All right. We have minus forty minutes. <laughs> or maybe uh, instead of looking at empty, let's maybe look at time. That's that's a <laughs> less uh, strenuous object <laughs> to analyze. <coughs> so as you settle into your posture have a vivid memory of the sense of ease you experienced right before the break and let that memory of it infuse the present state simply by tongue that the mind feels at ease, then sort of as if saying, the reason you're feeling at ease is because also of what's not present here. Then look at the, empty, the room being empty of outside. And you want that same sense of comfort, sense, sense, of, sense of ease to appear again as you're looking at the absences 
you feel it maybe a bit this very pleasant boom informs you that here is the presence of the absent of traffic look at the absence of traffic look at the absence of crowd and again the mind finds a deeper sense of calm deeper sense of comfort in that absence and the mind naturally wishes to continue to experience this sense of comfort and just look at the the floor, the ground it is absent of room there are no walls no ceiling There's no outside, and that sense of comfort is a floor, absence of room, absence of outside, sense of comfort is transforming to something more static. become gladness, joy look at just awareness itself and there is the absence of space floor room outside sense of ease, sense of gladness is deeper look at nothing nothing, nothing then the absence of consciousness in nothing the absence of space floor room outside the gladness and joy is deeper more serene not conceptualizing nothing of nothing absence of consciousness absence of space 
floor. Room. Outside. This is your meditative platform. The sense of serenity, sense of gladness, joy, comfort. And bring forth your analysis from within that state.
be aware of the sense of serenity, the sense of ease. From within that state, again, embrace all beings. And if you can also include, more especially, those who use who are regular here and are not here tonight, think of them also. Strongly wishing that they be free of whatever problems they are experiencing. Strongly wishing that they find happiness. of the merits of this meditation and dedicate it to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Thank you very much.